This is Mind Your Mornings with Anna Chandy, a fortnightly podcast that takes you on the journey to a brave new you. Hello and welcome to the second season of Mind Your Mornings. In this series, we will be looking at mental health from within. Now there's a new wave of awareness here and with it, a lot of questions. With the support of the team at Anna Chandy and Associates and our gracious clients, we've decided to uncover some of the mysteries surrounding mental health. So together, let's explore various perspectives from people who have experienced therapy, from caregivers, and from therapists themselves. Perspectives from a decade ago to now and from Gen X to Gen Z. Hi, I'm Brian, back again with another conversation to discover a new perspective from behind the therapy room. Today, we have two very special guests with us. Deepti Chandy is an associate counselor at Anna Chandy and Associates. She has been practicing therapy for the last two years and is a TA trainee. And with her, we have Varun, who's a serial entrepreneur and the name behind some of India's most well-known brands. Varun is on his mental health journey and Deepti is his therapist. Varun has graciously accepted our request to be on this podcast and share his experience with us. In today's times, when therapy is still taboo, Varun has chosen to come forward and speak. We hope this creates a ripple effect that leads us to more acceptance and transparency around therapy. Varun and Deepti, thank you for being here and welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Great. So let's uh, get right down to it. Uh, Varun, tell me a little bit about yourself and um, your perceptions of therapy before you actually went in for therapy. What has your mental health journey been like? So I've been an entrepreneur most of my life. Mm -hmm. And uh, being an entrepreneur, obviously you see a lot of ups and downs, especially when it comes to mental health. Right. And I guess being an entrepreneur for such a long time, I kind of developed a lot of things that most entrepreneurs develop, but never really thought of it from a mental health perspective. Mm-hmm. I was one of those people who like six, seven years ago thought that depression was was a word made up by the ultra, ultra privileged so they don't have to work. Right. And all of these things seem very frivolous to me and I never ever thought mental health was actually something serious. Then in 2018, I think about in uh, March, I launched my second startup, mm-hmm. just called Grades Don't Matter. And the startup went crazy. We were number one on the Play Store, App Store. And then suddenly I didn't feel like going to work anymore. Right. And I just could not, you know, put a pin on it as to why I don't feel like going to work anymore. And I just didn't feel like doing anything. And I kind of tried to find answers and I would just lie in bed all day, you know, and days turned to weeks, weeks turned to months. And I kept thinking what's going on with me. Right. And that is when I thought that, okay, maybe I should seek this thing called therapy and see what it's all about. The funny thing is when I first went for therapy, I I found it very absurd. Right. Because the therapist would ask you a bunch of questions which your friends can ask you. Mm. And they would like make you think about things which your friend can. So I thought, wait, why am I paying for this? Like I can literally tell my friend to do all of this. Right. But then it's only now that I've come a full circle and I've been in therapy for long enough. So I know not only the importance of it, but how much it can help you in life. 
Sure. So yeah, that's in short what my mental health journey has been like. Right. We'll we'll get down to really uh, the journey after you've started seeking therapy. But what was your family environment like when it came to seeking support for mental illness or issues I, with mental health? I really lucked out. Right. Because my my parents not only support therapy but they are very strong advocates of mental health, and I think that's something that I really lucked out because. When I was going through this, my mom strongly supported therapy. She strongly even looked for therapists for me. Mm-hmm. She even suggested, uh, you know, coming to therapy with me if that helped me mm. be strong enough to handle it. So this is something that I really feel a lot of Indian parents don't do. Sure, a lot of Indian parents still think that if you're seeking therapy, you're mad or you've gone cuckoo. If I was to like really describe therapy in a very very simple way. Like Brian, let's assume you have an accident, right? Mm. And you break your leg. Mm. Now, if you break your leg, you are going to go to a doctor, right? Of course. And you are going to get it fixed. Now, because we can't see what's happening inside the mind, and we assume that because we can't see it, that everything is all right. Right. But what if your mind breaks in a small way? You need to go to a doctor and you need to fix it, and that's what therapy is for. You're going and fixing it, and there's no way around. And I feel most of us. are walking around with broken legs in our mind they're not getting it fixed and because they're not getting it fixed the issues compound and as the issues compound it gets into something more serious right that's very well put uh, varun varun made a very important point about the family support that he received when he wanted to seek therapy now deepthi can you talk a little bit to that point uh, do you see that as common thread when i mean the common thread the family support do you see that as a common thread amongst your clients Uh no actually I think when Varun said he lucked out I think he is absolutely right because not everyone is supportive a lot of kids or a lot of when I say kids they are adults but they still share they don't share exactly what's going on of fear of being judged or mm. I think parents take it very personally as well that we did something wrong mm. which is causing them to be in therapy or our kid isn't strong enough they need support uh, right. externally right. so I think these are some of the examples and i see a couple of kids from the same family system in fact i have you know brothers and sisters who are in therapy where the parents are constantly asking me you know what did we do wrong mm. and so i think indian parents in our cultural context and i don't want to make a general statement but they do tend to take it a bit personally so varun is lucky and uh, his mom has been extremely supportive of his journey right. yeah but but why do you think some parents are more supportive or some parents are supportive and some parents balk at uh, their children going for therapy i think it's very subjective but i think if you've sort of had some idea mm. or exposure to mental health then you are um, more supportive and i think any parent if they understand you know how dark it can be in your mind that would probably really help them understand what their child is going through sure now uh, varun uh, therapy is uh, very personal to the individual when deepthi asked you if you wanted to talk about your journey What made you say yes? I didn't actually really want to, you know, talk about my depression or you know what I've gone through. Mm. But when I, I lost my younger brother to COVID last year, mm. and when that happened, the number of people who reached out to me and asked me how do I cope with this, mm. and I'm going through so much grief and I just can't handle it, and that is when I realized there are so many people out there who just can't express themselves because of societal conditioning or. probably a toxic family setup or what not and i realized this is such a need of an arm where not only should we normalize therapy we should make it more accessible but we should also remove the taboo around it 
and the last 6 months i have been debating with deepthi should mm. i talk about it should i not talk about it being an entrepreneur uh, these are not things that you just go out openly and speak about but i remember there was this one girl who wrote to me and she said she's just not able to get through life and she doesn't know what's wrong mm. with her and obviously when when she told me what she's going through it's clear symptoms of depression and she didn't even know that there is somebody someone called a therapist who can help and mm. she thought it this is it and it's over and i thought there may be so many people like her all across india and i thought if somebody like me you know especially uh, i i feel like a guy opening up about mm. about depression and talking about feelings and talking about all of that stuff where you know in a male dominated society right the man is not supposed to speak about any of this i thought that would create a lot of conversations right and that's the reason why i decided to open up and yeah it was not easy but i've become so comfortable with therapy and i've accepted my depression to to such a level right where for me now this is just a thing of the past and i've something that i've gone through and i don't think there is anything wrong with what happened to me dipti why did you choose varun as one of the clients that you'd wanted to come out and you know have this session with on the podcast i i think there are two main reasons one is i think in terms of what society seems or sees as successful he had cracked that mm. but yet he was also experiencing something which is right. so contradictory and which is what people constantly say you have everything you're successful you're x y z and you still are going through something and you know they can't understand that so that was the first reason the second is he's extremely articulate and the way uh, he writes or shares or is able to put out what he's gone through and his mm. experience i think to be able to share that gives a lot of clarity to other people and also he's really really worked very hard through this process through very very trying times like he mentioned the lot mm. loss of his brother and i've seen him be consistent and i think these were three things that really you know made sure. me say that i i would like him to share his experience i i think that's a very strong point that deepri mentioned mm-hmm. that i remember uh, i think about 10 years back seeing this uh, movie called pyasa Mm-hmm. It's one of the most iconic movies ever made in Indian cinema. The movie is from the fifties, made by Guru Dutt. It's about this really successful filmmaker who kind of, at his peak, uh, is obviously a married man, but then falls in love with one of his co-actresses, and then in the confusion, both of them end up leaving him, and he ends up spiraling down depression, alcoholism, and eventually, mm. you know, commits suicide. And the movie bombed, obviously, and. when they asked the director why did the film fail he said the public couldn't fathom the fact that somebody so successful mm. or somebody you know who had everything in life could actually feel sad could actually feel depressed right and i think that's one of the major myths that we need to break that yeah just because you've reached somewhere doesn't mean that you know you can't be sad or depressed we will we'll come to the the myths uh, that you'd like yeah. to address uh, Uh, Varun, but I, I just want to take you back to the time that you first opted to take therapy. What were your expectations like, and and what was that journey like? Did it make you uncomfortable? Has the journey been uncomfortable at any point? Uh, coping with feelings that perhaps you had not really dealt with. So I think my expectation from therapy was I'm just going to go there, hmm. and there's going to be like some magic fix, and right. after one or two sessions, I'm just going to be. Right. All right and because there's so much such a taboo around it that's why nobody goes 
but if you actually end up going you're going to be all right in matter of days mm. but i soon realized that that's not how it works uh, and uh, when i first went for therapy i realized that it opened a lot of scars from the past right that is when i realized that you need to be prepared to go for therapy why because the first 3 to 6 months are going to be the hardest you're going to confront things from your past that you never thought you're going to confront you're going to be taken into places you never thought would you would be taken mm. and it's only when you visit those places and come to acceptance with those situations can you find peace with them so yeah i it was very uncomfortable it was very taxing and it was not something that i was prepared for at all and um, it's almost like you reach a stage where you don't want to share more because you know you know your therapist is going to take you deeper into that and help you with it so it reaches a stage where i i am like okay i don't want to share more because this is really giving me so much pain right that's when i quit therapy because i decided okay this is not something i can handle it's too much and i didn't go for it for almost a year a year and a half mm-hmm. biggest mistake i made because i realized that you can't run away from something that is like i said right when you break your leg you can't run on a broken leg and that's when i came to deep tree and um, restarted the process but this time i was stronger to accept what i was going to go through right deepthi can you address that point about mental health being a journey that people need to keep revisiting uh, rather than look at it as a you know quick fix uh, once you know just go there and everything will be sorted out uh, can you take us through that part i think yeah that is one of the biggest myths uh, especially i think in our generation that mm. people think that you just come for one or two sessions there's a surface issue there's a break up there's something you discuss that right. and you're done what they don't realize is it's exactly like an onion you're peeling and peeling right. and peeling and uh, the deeper you go the more you're able to embrace and you know confront and it takes a lot of strength and resilience to do that and of course finances as well so it's two things one is do you have the strength to go there and do you have the financial support to also go there so uh, i think i mean that is probably for me one of the reasons why people may may not stick to that entire duration of what would be most beneficial to them because it's scary in the beginning and it's like when you put debt all in an, on your wound first it burns for a minute but then it's going to help you when you're going right. to then realize that okay it's going to help but in that first ouch you just want to run away right varun do you recall what you felt after your first session uh, many people describe the feeling as uh, being light and calm while some come out feeling even more skeptical what is going through your mind and how how was that evolution for me when i started therapy i expected like quick results i expected everything to happen very quickly but unfortunately it didn't and that is why probably i think one of the most important things is to find the right therapist there is no there are no bad or good therapists there are right therapists mm. what may work for me may not work for you right so it's not like i'm saying some therapists are bad or some therapists are good but i think the most important thing to find a therapist at least a, a one size fits all barometer is how much empathy they have mm. and uh, that's what i found with deepthi when i started uh, my session with her the the beautiful thing was like i'm not saying that this is right but i could have killed a person and gone to her and said i've done this and she would be like okay tell me why this happened mm. and let's go deeper into it right and i felt like that's the true test of finding a great therapist right right how much of your deepest darkest secrets can you open to them without them judging you for anything and that is when things started to change for me mm. when i felt so comfortable that this person is not only not judging me she's genuinely trying to help me 
Right. And I think that's the breakthrough that most people who are going for therapy should look for. Right. Where the therapist is so empathetic, they genuinely really really are not judging you for your deepest darkest secrets but are actually trying to help you get through that. Right. And once that started happening is when I started enjoying therapy. Mm. Because now I found an outlet where I could really let out whatever was going on in my mind and whatever was stuck inside for the last so many years. Right. And which is why I feel to get through therapy please find a therapist who is absolutely empathetic and not judgmental to anything that you say. Right. Deepthi um how important is that point about uh, getting your clients to really open out and how do you take uh, your clients I think as a person uh, I've had my fair share of ups and downs mm. so I think empathy perhaps comes from that space where I know that da what that da please can go be for like therapy yourself of course so and I think any good therapist should be in therapy themselves mm-hmm. should be in supervision as well to make sure you're doing the right kind of work you're not having any transferential issues or any right anything from your client story sort of rubber banding onto you and i think it's also so important to be equal mm. i'm not one up i'm not better than mm. my client but i probably have some skill set and i can help them get to that space so i think for me that's most important and i think empathy in fact I I was just reading that it actually causes changes in uh your physical body. Mm. Uh, neuroscience actually supports limbic resonance happens in your body and oxytocin is released when you feel empathy. So it's super important for me. How do I get my client there? Yeah. I I don't know. <laughs> Non-judgmental and I think just being there with them in there in that moment I guess. Right. That's a very very important point where you can say why can't just my friends be yeah, my therapist yes. or why can't i just read books about it right your friends are eventually going to judge you for something that you've done or you know you yourself are going to judge yourself for something you've done also i have seen therapists who fake empathy right it's either there genuinely or it's not there right and that is why you cannot bypass therapy with something else got it because the essence of therapy is empathy and that comes from like deeply said her experience and her studies and you know a whole gamut of things sure that just can't be learned in a day sure yeah it's interesting the the, the sort of myth busting section here what are some of the other myths that uh, you would like to uh, address through this conversation well one thing is therapy is expensive and then why should i go for it mm. i don't think therapy uh, is expensive therapy is the cheapest investment that you can make for a better life mm. how much would you buy like a new phone for a lakh right you can almost do 6 months of therapy in that so think of therapy as the greatest education you've ever had mm-hmm. it probably i feel it's going to help you more than all your college education combined because if your mind is right you can do anything in this world right and uh, it's just so important because therapy helps you take the right decision for yourself it helps you live a much more meaningful life uh it helps you close out all of those unresolved conflicts in your head and it genuinely gives you what i feel is the most important aspect to human happiness is freedom and uh um, because i feel uh, the biggest prison in the world is between two, between your two years mm. and if you can open that up and be free of that i think that's the greatest freedom Great. uh, and i think that's what therapy brings second is uh, parents saying that their children need therapy because they're going out too much or they're drinking too much or all of that 
I mean, mental health uh, disorders are a result of a lot of conditioning, upbringing, childhood issues, traumas. They are going out drinking and all of that to forget all of this. And that is why you telling them to wake up early or you telling them to stop being on the phone or you telling them to uh, not go out drinking with their friends, that is a coping mechanism for what they're going through. Right. So maybe that's the first sign that they should go for therapy. And the third myth uh, I really want to bust is just because you go for therapy does not mean uh, you're cuckoo or there's something wrong with you. A lot of people just go for therapy because it's mental fitness. And it really, really keeps you up to date with what your mind seeks because the mind is constantly growing. And I think with therapy, you become more self-aware. What do you really want from life? Because as Deepi said, we have so many layers because of our conditioning. We may not want to be the people we want to, but we are because of the things around us. Therapy helps remove those layers. Right. And it helps to make you, make you more pure in the mind. No, I just want to take off from what Varun said. Yeah. I think, in fact, he does that uh, with me week on week. He says, okay, this week, let's work on this. Oh, mm. we've reached here. Let's, as we peel, he says, okay, let's work on this. And um, of course, it's for people who can afford to continuously be, you know, explore, etc. And I think it is the best investment. I think it's a life hack mm. to really know yourself. But I also think like, uh, I think a client mentioned to me that, you know, uh, why do you go to the dentist every month? You mm. want to clean your teeth. You don't need to go to the dentist every month. You can stay without yeah. it. But you go and I think coming to therapy is also like that. You're cleaning up your mind, mental fitness. I totally agree with that as well. And I also think that the second thing he said about, you know, it if you're in therapy, that means there's something off with you. As therapists, we're all in therapy. It doesn't right. mean that there's something off with us. So I think, these are very, very important myths that uh, we need to address. Right, right. Now, coming to you, Varun, what were um, three big insights you got from therapy personally? The most important thing I got from therapy is self-awareness. It's such a, such a simple word, but I think it's literally the word, it's literally the key to anything in life. Mm. I didn't know this word self-awareness. I just went with the flow. Right. And I, I realized that there are so many aspects of yourself you have no idea about. And that's what therapy took me. And it, it made me realize that, you know, that there are different versions of me inside mm. me. That now I can, I can recognize very easily. There is a child inside me that I can recognize very easily. And also, it made me more aware of what I truly want. But I think the greatest thing that therapy does, it, it peels away your conditioning. Mm. Especially the, I mean... I'm not trying to be stereotypical, but the Indian conditioning is very strong. Extremely strong when it comes to work, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to family setup, when it comes to love. I didn't know anything about something known as the attachment theory, where how we attach ourselves to our partners, friends. Uh, and I was shocked and I was like, oh, this is my attachment style and I need to work on it. So I discovered so many different new things about myself. And this has literally got nothing to do with depression. Hmm. This is like basic stuff, which anybody can just go for therapy and realize, wow, you know, these are the things that's causing me problems in my life. And the more are these simple things that you fix is when the deeper problems automatically start getting fixed. Yeah. Would you say that um, you finally learned to accept yourself and so, there's an element of self-love as well? So Deepthi and I had this conversation as to if we can pinpoint one common issue amongst all the clients who mm. ever gone for therapy and that is low self-worth mm. and low self-worth is the primary reason for most issues internal conflicts relationship issues family matters control 
And if you can solve your low self-worth problem, then pretty much a lot of issues can get solved. Now imagine if you take this low self-worth issue and solve it more on a national or a political level, we're not going to have wars. We're not going to have people fighting each other because you've solved the most important thing, which is ego fighting each other, right? So I think that's what therapy does. It, it solves the problem of low self-worth. And the day you become accepting of yourself, no matter who you are, what you are, how you are, is when finally, finally, I think there is that nirvana moment and there's that peace of mind. Great. Was that your experience as well, Varun? Did you start feeling, immediately start feeling better? And uh, it, you, you started your therapy sessions during the pandemic, didn't you? I did. And also, anybody who's listening to this podcast, nobody's going to start feeling better immediately after therapy. And if you do, then you're, like DP said, you're just addressing a very surface level issue. Also, a therapist will not tell you what to do, but mm -hmm. will help you find answers to a lot of your problems. One of the things which I think, just not me, but a lot of people have is a very strong inner critic that is constantly criticizing them, right? It's like we don't even need a strict mom or an aunt. Mm. Like it's right inside us and saying yeah. you're worthless, you're hopeless. Call this the bully syndrome where we don't bully others, but we end up bullying ourselves the most. Mm. So what Deepthi said is become aware whenever that critic talks, right? Now she didn't tell me stop, tell the critic to stop talking, mm. right? She told me become aware the next time what the critic says and then we can discuss that in the next session. And then when we started discussing what the critic is talking about, it led to another breakthrough where, okay, fine, this is where the problem is coming from and this is what the thing is. And then slowly that critical voice started receding. Right. So that's how therapy works, right? So a therapist is not going to be telling you, oh, why are you listening to your critical voice? Just tell it to shut up. Mm. That doesn't happen that way. And um, if you talk to your friend and tell them this is my problem, your friend is just going to say, just stop listening to your inner critic. Yeah. That's not how your mind works. The funny thing is, I think, even though we've evolved so much, the problem that I see, especially in the 21st century, is that we think that the human mind is so simple. It's one of the most complex things in this universe. And yet we make it sound that it's so simple that we'll tell it to switch off or shut off and it will. It can't. Right. And, and that's what I think therapy addresses, is that your mind is not so simple. It's one of the most complex organs in, I think, in history of evolution, right? It, it's the most advanced organ in the history of evolution. So we should treat it like that. Right. So this self-love thing, right? It's a very interesting thing because, I mean, Deepthi would just not stop talking about it. Mm. Like she, first, I would, first she would say, okay, you're lacking, you're lacking self-love. Then I would show her, oh, look, I did this, I did that. Now I have self-love. And she's like, no. And then she'll point out some other thing and I'm like, oh yeah, I don't have self-love. <laughs> and and it's, it's so funny, the Instagram version of self-love is going on a holiday or, or you know, like getting a, uh, a massage or going to the spa. And... It's only when I started my sessions with Deepthi, I'm like, oh, I really need to get to the bottom of what this self-love thing is. Everybody seems to be talking about self-love, but what is really self-love? And the more deeper I got into it and the more we discussed with Deepthi and all of that, is self-love is something that comes obviously with resolving a lot of traumas that you may have encountered in the past to come to a state where you are accepting yourself the way it is, right? With no judgment absolutely no judgment and you think of yourself as you know not only able but you're proud of yourself even if you have no achievements or even if you have you know you're not accomplished anything in life so to be able to do that sounds very easy because if I just tell you oh you should just be accepting of who yeah. you are 
but trust me i had to go through so many layers of feeling you know she would first take me to my childhood and then she would take me to my teenagers and then she would take me to my work years and she's like okay this did you realize that this has caused a lot of uh, damage to your self love that is when i realized that self love is not as simple as they make it sound on instagram so you're not going to be able to get self love by following these instagram uh, psychologists right it can only be solved you know by dwelling deep into your past and by going for proper therapy self love itself has so many layers for example there is something known as self efficacy there is self confidence there is self esteem mm. and all of these like form a part of self love and i was talking about it earlier that we kind of figured that low self worth is probably one of the main problems i think of the modern civilization and root cause of what we all do if we become more accepting of ourselves i really think then putin wouldn't have invaded ukraine <laughs> so i think self love surprisingly is the answer to most problems of the 21st century right and one of the biggest things that's going to plague this planet is hyper hustle culture right where we are moving so fast technologically and if you look at the root cause of it it's like i want more i want more i want more right but if you really have enough self love you'll be like i'm content with what i have yeah and then i may think i may want more so i think self love is not only the answer to a lot of problems in the 21st century the only way to get self love is through therapy because it's not as easy as as it looks it took me 3 years to figure out what self love is deepthi when you look at uh, varun sharing all of this and sharing these nuances about mental health you've been with him uh, onward through his journey how do you feel looking back on the journey and looking back on how the place that varun has reached i'm smiling because i'm really really proud of where he's reached and i have to say that when we had our very first session he was in a very very bad place varun i yeah. mean if it's okay for me yeah, to yeah, say no, that yeah i agree yeah and so i feel so proud because he's been so consistent and we've had really difficult conversations so we've had confrontations when i say confrontations i mean in the therapy room he has allowed me to take him to some really dark spaces he's been very 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 open about it and he's really pulled himself from there he may be successful as an entrepreneur but i can tell you that his resilience as a human being is far greater and um, i saw even through um, you know such a huge loss of his younger brother how he was rallying around to you know be there for other people mm. he he in fact asked me can you do sessions for people who are struggling uh, that's why we actually did you know these open sessions which were complimentary for people who were suffering because we wanted to give back even through that crisis he you know was thinking how can this help other people because it's helped me and i think i think that's really really powerful and he's using his voice to really share it's great he can say this has helped me i can carry on i can you know build the next startup do really well and he's reached that space where he's you know super motivated and you know he's on top of his game but he's also saying no i want to share so that even if one other person can benefit it's almost like he's paying it forward so i feel extremely proud and i think his resilience is something that i have learned from and his ability to stick through it through the dark conversations through the difficult conversations it's been my absolute privilege to see that where, where does that come from varun this uh, ability to now be at a place where you want to give back and and you want to contribute and you want to be um, there for others 
when I was in this place, I can tell you, it's the darkest place I've ever seen in my life. Mm. It's not only the darkest place, it's something where you think you can never get out of. And if somebody like me, who's gone through so many challenges in life, feels that I can't get out of it, I can only imagine how others might feel. That is when I realized that this is a conversation that has to be spoken about. I did put up a post about depression and there were so many people who wrote to me saying, how do I get therapy? What do I do? You know, it's not only started a lot of conversation around people. I think if I can get more, I mean, it's, it's not something to do, anything to do with sexism, but if I can get more men into therapy, hmm. I think that itself will solve a lot of problems. Right. Because men not only do not uh, express their feelings, they think it's weak to talk about their feelings. And uh, I think it's high time that men not only come to terms with their feelings, but kind of go for therapy because that helps reduce the toxicity of the environment they may end up creating around them. And I know that because I, I did a lot of that when I didn't, I mean, when I didn't know anything about mental health and, and I inadvertently created a lot of toxic environment around me. Mm. But now that I, I'm aware, I know I can never do that again. So I think men going for therapy is also something that is extremely crucial because even all the messages that I would get on Instagram would be mostly from women. Mm. And I'd be like, why aren't the men speaking up and saying, oh, I need this. I am going through shit. Sure. I think you're calling for men to step up. Yeah. Um, so just to conclude, if you could um, pass on one piece of advice to your generation, what would, what would that be? Well, it's literally very simple. You see all these stories about hustling, entrepreneurship, FOMO. <laughs> then you see all these stories about, you know, uh, trying to become more successful, trying to become more happy. You see all these stories about everybody trying to get somewhere because that's what our culture has become, right? right? And um, you see everybody trying to over, like, you know, emulate each other or kind of beat each other. I say, you know, when you, when you buy a car, there'll always be a better car. When you buy a house, there'll always be a better house. Uh, when you make enough money, there'll be always someone with more money. So I think the only way to find contentment in life is to find your purpose. And to be able to find your purpose, the, I think the only way is to go for therapy. Because that leads to self-awareness and self-awareness leads to purpose and purpose leads to contentment and contentment leads to peace. Fantastic. That's brilliantly put. Any advice from you, Deepti, uh, in the context of this conversation, but overall to, to our listeners? I think uh, Varun put it really well, but I get this, I get asked this question a lot. Am I the only person feeling this? Mm. And I think you aren't the only person feeling this in, in our generation because of social media and social media comparison. Uh, we tend to think, what is the other person doing? Are they doing better? What am I doing? But if you can just turn that lens inwards and sort of look inwards and get to know yourself better, I truly believe that's a life hack because that will take you through any crisis. Thank you, Deepti, and thank you, Varun, for uh, coming here and for sharing your personal journey with us. It's not always easy to recount our own journeys, and that too with so much honesty, vulnerability, insight, nuance. So wish you both uh, the very best ahead. Thank you all for listening. We, I think it was a very engaging conversation. We had some fantastic insights from both Varun as well as from Deepti. Uh, Varun's journey is clearly phenomenal. Phenomenal for a number of reasons, but mostly I think because of the place that he has reached, because of how vulnerable he's allowed himself to be, and also how aware he is of what the Varun of today is. Despite what people around him have said or believed, he chose his path which has led him to where he is today. 
Varun has taken a big step towards normalizing therapy in his life and through his conversation today. And I hope that one day we all recognize that therapy is for all of us, people like Varun and people like you and me. This is Mind Your Mornings with Anna Chandy, a fortnightly podcast that takes you on the journey to a brave new you.